of kings. He is the king of kings. He is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. And we don't need to worry. We don't need to be afraid because the king of kings is on our side. And he's got an army. He's got an army of angels. He has an army that is on our side. We are on the winning side. We need to remember that as we are facing the dark things of this world that the Bible prophesies about. You read your Bible, none of this should be a surprise of what's happening now because Bible prophecy is coming to pass right now in our time. Crazy things are happening in our world. Some of it, a lot of it we don't have control over, but our God does. And we just need to pray. We need to keep our eyes fixed on him. Because this kingdom of this world will pass away. But his kingdom will never pass away. So we need to remember where we put our value and what we hold on to. We need to remember that we shouldn't be holding on to the things of this world. Because they will pass away. But his kingdom has no end. His kingdom has no end and for that we can be confident, absolutely confident in that Jesus is the King of Kings. My question this morning, is Jesus the King of your life? Is Jesus the King of your life? If Jesus is the king of your life, that means he rules your world. He rules your decisions. His kingdom is different than the earthly kingdom. And when we become a part of his kingdom, our life changes. Because the Bible says we pass from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And there is nothing more different and opposite than the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Jesus is the light of the world. We're going to read from the scripture when Jesus was coming into Jerusalem for the Passover. And the people were celebrating his entry into the city and they were acknowledging him as king. And let's just read from the, there this morning, nine, Luke 19, 37. And it says, And when he had come near, even now, at the descent of the Mount of Olives, of the multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice. For all the mighty works which they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King coming in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should be silent, the stones would cry out. Two different responses, like Pastor Ian talked about last week. What is your response 
going to be to the king? Are you going to be like those disciples and cry out and praise God and make a spectacle of yourself and don't care what anyone else thinks? Are you going to be like the religious leaders that told the disciples to be quiet? Because they were threatened. They were threatened by Jesus because they had control over the people. They didn't want to lose that control as Jesus gave them freedom from the law and freedom from the oppression that the religious leaders had. They did not recognise Jesus. The disciples cried out. He said, even the rocks will cry out if you don't praise him because all of creation is waiting for return of the king. All of creation is waiting in expectation for the return of the king. So if you don't praise him, creation will cry out and praise him. And who wants to be outdone by a tree or a rock? Let's not be outdone by creation. So there was five days between the celebration of Jesus coming into the city where you saw people lining the streets, excited because Jesus was coming and they knew in their hearts that he was king. If you can imagine being there and the excitement and the crowds and they were throwing their cloaks over the road as he came by and they were yelling out to him, king of kings, and praising him. When people threw their coats into the street, that was, that was only done for royalty. So they were throwing their cloaks down, acknowledging that he was the true king, the true Lord. They demonstrated by what they did. They worshipped him. The Pharisees were not keen about that at all. They were a bit worried at this stage. And Jesus had called, had many times had called the Pharisees all sorts of names. Brood of vipers, for one. He'd called them whitewashed tombs. They had the appearance of looking good on the outside, but on the inside they were dead. He knew it and he called them out. Some people don't like Jesus because he calls them out. He calls them out for who they really are. We should be in the place of the disciples where we position ourselves and our hearts for God to speak into our hearts and our lives, to lay our hearts down before him this morning. You know, we have an opportunity right now. God has given us a window of opportunity on this earth right now, he has a window of grace. And that window of grace is very small. It's closing. A lot of prophets are saying the same thing. They're saying this, it's that we have a window of opportunity, of repentance to come before God and to repent so that we can be a part of his kingdom. But once that window closes, Jesus, the King, comes back to judge the earth. That is what our Bible tells us. But Jesus came in grace. He came in truth. 
as a child and became a man on this earth, but then he will come back as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we have an opportunity right now to prepare our hearts for that time, to make sure that we, our hearts are in the right place, that we are putting him first in our lives. It says in Psalm 98 verse 11, or 96, sorry, let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad and let the seas roar and the fullness of it. I think we sang a song about that this morning. And let the field be joyful and all that is in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest rejoice before Jehovah. For he comes, for he comes to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with his truth. Our God judges righteously. He is not like our earthly governments that oppress the people that do things with wrong motives because they are human. Our God is completely righteous, completely righteous and pure in his judgment. We don't need to worry that he's going to make a mistake. He doesn't make mistakes because he is pure in his righteousness. So don't worry about what other people think when you praise God, when you speak of God. Because at the end, God will have the last say over your life. And I'd rather be standing on that side than on the side of man. Romans 1.20 says, For the unseen things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being realised by the things that are made, even the eternal power and Godhead, for them to be without excuse. So what this verse is saying, that all of creation speaks of our God. All of creation, so that no one can say, so that no one can deny God, really. They choose to. But we can see from creation that God exists from the amazing creation that he has done, that Jesus exists. All of creation speaks of the glory of God. Are we making way for the king in our life right now? Are we positioning God first in our life right now? Are we, have we given him kingship of every part of our life, whether it be our family, whether it be our career choice, whether it be our finances, is every part of our life subject to the way that God wants us to live, to how we treat people, to what we watch on TV, to every part of our life, is everything that we do subject to the King? We can choose to be like the disciples 
Or we can be like the Pharisees and be like those whitewashed tombs. And everything looked wonderful on the outside, but actually on the inside, it's a mess. It's not submitted to God. Who wants to be like that? We want to be true. We want to be true to our God. We want to be able to humble ourselves before him and ask him each day to be king of our life, to be king of that day in all that we do. The Pharisees rejected Jesus. They didn't want to change their lifestyle. They were quite happy with the prestige that they had, with the power that they had over the people. They, they didn't want to give that up too easily. Nothing's going to fall on me, is it? <laughs> so, there are rules for each kingdom. There are rules in every kingdom. There are rules for the kingdom of light and there are rules for the kingdom of darkness. Each kingdom has its own way of doing things. We need to decide which kingdom we're going to be a part of. Kingdom of light, kingdom of darkness. Know which one. Pretty easy choice, I think. But there are rules in the kingdom of light because as we step into the kingdom of light, things are done differently. All of a sudden, things are backwards, right? So things like, it is better to give than to receive. Pretty, pretty interesting idea, isn't it? It's better to give than to receive. How about the humble will inherit the earth? The humble will inherit the earth, not the proud. God rejects the proud. So everything that is, that is part of his kingdom is different. Everything that Jesus does is opposite to the other kingdom and the way that we live. So if we, if we acknowledge Jesus as king, then he, our king, we move into that kingdom, then our lifestyle is different. To where we came from. Isn't it interesting that at that time everybody saw Jesus do the same miracles? Everybody saw the teaching, heard the teaching, was a part of that, and yet people still chose to reject him. People still chose to reject what they had seen. And Jesus knew that. And it says here in Luke 19, 41, And as he drew near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known, even you, even at least in this day of yours, the things for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes, for the days will come on you that your enemies will raise up a rampart to you and will surround you and will keep you in on every side. And they will tear you down and your children within you and will not leave a stone on a stone because you did not know the time of your visitation. How would you feel 
missing the time of Jesus' visitation. Well, as we know, a lot of people did miss it and a lot of people are going to miss it. We need to make sure that we're not one of those people that misses it. And the interesting thing about this prophecy, what Jesus was prophesying over Israel was that many times because of their rejection that they would be captured by enemies, that they would be taken over because of the rejection of the king. And many times Israel has been in that position. And right now they're under ungodly government as well. And we need to pray for Israel. Jesus was very clear that many would miss it and he wept. He wept for that city because he knew. So we all have a choice. Is Jesus king in your life? How much of your life does he truly have? And are we positioned ready for the day when he returns? Are we ready? I don't know about you, but when you're getting ready for royalty, you do something about it. You would run home and you would clean up, wouldn't you? <laughs> You'd make sure your house was spick and span. You'd, you'd make sure that you had a feast fit for the king, right? You wouldn't just give him hungry jacks or something like that. Hopefully not. Uh, you know, you'd prepare your house. You would get it ready. You would make sure. You would be wearing your best outfit. You know, you'd be doing all those things. So we should be also for when the King of Kings returns, we should be getting our house ready. Our house, our internal house should be ready for the King. His kingdom will reign forever. We can be a part of that. The moment that you ask Jesus into your life, you become part of an eternal kingdom that will not pass away. Jesus was not just a good man like some religions like to paint him. He was not just a prophet either or a good teacher although he was all of those things, but he was the Son of God, the King of Kings. Everything in this world is subject to him. When he says it's over, it's over and not before. He will have the last word over your life. He has the first word over your life. So if your life is subject to him, you don't need to worry because he has the last say. We don't need to be fearful. In Daniel, it says, How great are the signs and how mighty are the wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his rule is from generation to generation. His kingdom is everlasting. Everlasting. These governments will pass away. These governments that think that they can be God, God will pull every single one of them down and he will call every single one to account. 
We don't need to worry because God's justice, God's justice is coming on the earth. And he will vindicate his people because he is the king and he has the right to do that. So when we ask Jesus into our life, we become part of this amazing, everlasting kingdom of light and love. And being part of that kingdom, we live subject to the rules of that kingdom. In John 18.36, Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight so that I, I might not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate then said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say it that I am a king. To this end I was born and for this cause I came into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. So you hear his voice, if you are of the truth, you hear his voice. Isn't it interesting that Pilate was asking him if he was the king? And then later on, he asked the disciples, that were actually not the disciples, more the Pharisees, if Jesus was their king and they said, no, you are. So they chose to reject Jesus to be governed by, by a, an, another king. That's very sad, isn't it? That they rejected the king of kings for another false king. We have a choice this morning who we choose, who we choose to align our life with. And in Revelations 1.4, John says to the seven churches which are in Asia, Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is coming and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, even from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. How powerful is that? Jesus is coming back as king on a white horse. He is coming back to get his people into the kingdom that lives on forever, far beyond anything that we can ever imagine far beyond anything that we can understand with our own mind. Because God is far above our minds. He is far above the earth. But he is coming back. And he is ruler of the kings of the earth. Everything is subject to him. And it says that every knee will bow and every tongue 
will confess that he is Lord. That he is Lord. When he comes, every knee, without exception, will bow, whether they have acknowledged him before or not. The very presence of the king will bring people to their knees. And for some, it will be too late. Unfortunately, that is the truth. Because they chose not to acknowledge him on the earth. We have an opportunity right now to ask Jesus into our heart for him to be the King of kings and the Lord of lords of our life and to know that he looks after each one of us. And as the king, we become part of the royal family. How about that? We become royal by his blood. We have an inheritance that surpasses our very understanding. So that's my question this morning. Have you made room for Jesus as your king, as your Lord? Is he Lord of your life this morning? Are you living in accordance with the kingdom of light, with the rules of the kingdom, which are very different? Would others recognise that you are part of that kingdom, that you are part of the kingdom of light? Because we should be able to represent Jesus wherever we go because we are his ambassadors here on the earth. You know, and he is returning in power and authority. And he'll put everything right, amen. He'll put everything right. Everything that is wrong will be put right. All of creation will be put right. Every corrupted thing will be put right in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just pray this morning. Mighty God, we acknowledge you, Lord, as King. We acknowledge you, Lord, as King, and we just bow down before you this morning, God. Let us be humble before you. We have an opportunity to repent of our ways, and repent means to turn away, to turn around, to go the opposite direction from what we've been going. So we have a chance to repent and to get our lives right. Let's just do that this morning. Let's just examine our hearts and make sure they're right. Lord, we are sorry for going our own way. We are sorry, Lord, for the things that we have not submitted to you, God. Lord, we pray that you will be Lord of our life in everything. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Your kingdom has no end. 
Thank you, God, that you have all authority over the darkness in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, that there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. Thank you, God. Let's make way for the King in our lives. Let's make way for the King of kings and the Lord of lords in all that we do. That's you this morning. If you have never asked Jesus to be King of your life, to be Lord of your life, to ask him into your heart, is your opportunity this morning to make that decision. If that's you this morning, I want you to just lift up your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Just reach out this morning if you're feeling like your heart is going a million miles an hour, then God is speaking to you right now. You have an opportunity to ask him into your heart and your life. It'll be the best thing that you, you'll ever do in your life. Because he's coming back. Thank you, God. And if there's anyone that's just like, I just want to recommit this morning, I want to Acknowledge that before God that I need to recommit my life. That's you too. Just lift your hand and we'll pray with you as well this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. For your life. Thank you, God. You gave us hope. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Amen. Mighty God, I just pray your blessing, Lord over each and every person here, God, I pray your peace like a river, your joy, your grace, mighty God, every person here know that they are loved, that they are special to you, God. Thank you, Jesus, and give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen.